to Maranatha Christian Assembly Podcast, where we bring you the Word of God wherever you are. We pray that you be blessed by God's Word this week. side, there's this name called Archippus Awakening. It may sound very unfamiliar to many of you at this point in time, but not to worry. That's what the message is about today. And I'm going to share more, and I hope that it will encourage you and also challenge you to know what the Lord has for you. Okay? So the title of today's message is entitled, Another Awakening. I want to talk about awakening, but the word awakening is a very familiar word in Christian circles. Is it another awakening as in another time? Or is it another awakening as in perhaps a different perspective to what this awakening is about? Um, the name of Archippus or the person called Archippus may not be common to you. Um, if you have not heard about it, wonderful, because it's the first time today you're going to be introduced to this person. Who exactly is Archippus? So as we get into this, will you join me? Let's pray together. You don't want to hear this guy talk. You want to hear what the Holy Spirit wants to say to His church. Come, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank You. Your presence is with us, O Lord. And Lord, we bow before You. We lift up the name of Jesus. We ask for the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Christ, to come amongst us to bring us wisdom and understanding and revelation in the word that you have caused me to release over these years. Empower me, O Lord. Enable me so that what I share will be accurate, always with love and grace, but never with compromise. And I thank you for hearts that you have made ready this morning. And may they receive this and run with it. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, when I first started to declare this whole thing about Archippus Awakening, um, people will ask many different questions. And I then found out that it's actually easier to um, explain it through a very simple device. And we call it the one, two, three, four. How many of you like messages with very clear points? Right? Eh? I know some prefer to be more led by the Spirit all over the place. I assure you, this will still be led by the Spirit. And it's one, two, three, four. Um, at the end of this message, I pray it will be clear for you what the one, two, three, four would be. One message, two verses, three words, four points. If you add it all up, today is bonus. You get 10 points, actually, not four. Huh? One message, two verses, three words, and four traits. Now, again, there's so much to unpack in there, but I want to focus a lot more on the one message. That's the most critical for me. If I don't declare the one message well or clearly, I would have not done my assignment well. If you did not catch the one message, then this morning perhaps you might have missed something that the Lord is wanting to say to His church and His people. So my part is to be as faithful as I can to that one message. You'll be supported by two verses. I'll share the three keywords with you. But the next part that's most important for me after that one message would be the four traits. And that becomes personal. You understand? It becomes personal to you. It's not something that I'm just communicating. It's something that you need to receive and you need to evaluate. All right? So if you're ready, one, two, three, four. Okay? Let's talk about one message. Let me bring you back to October 2013. 
Can you imagine? It's 10 years ago. <laughs> it's crazy. In a blink of an eye, it's just over. How many of you remember the days of COVID-19? It's crazy, right? Yeah? And in a blink of an eye, those three years is like, wow, like a Marvel movie. Yeah? There was this little blip. <laughs> and then you look back and you wonder what actually happened. How do we even get through it? But for me, it's actually October 2013. It was so pivotal, very, very significant for me. My other life, <laughs> which means before coming into ministry, I was in the marketplace. I was an advertising guy doing marketing, uh, doing communications, trying to convince people to buy things that they don't need, right? to impress people that they don't know. Uh, um, and that was what I did. But the Lord encountered me and I encountered Him, and soon enough, I left that business. And I came out, went to Bible school, AG College, by the way, <laughs> praise the Lord, TCA, <laughs> okay. Uh, got my Master's in Divinity, came out, and had, I had a chance to uh, begin or design the curriculum for a school of ministry. Very soon, I became the dean of that school of ministry. I was promoted, if you want to use that word. Later on, that ministry started a local church by itself, and I was invited to be one of the, uh, uh, the pastors. And one year later, I was promoted again to be the uh, deputy senior pastor, and I was ordained, so that just means that I get to use a very big title called the reverend. Very impressive, right? Yeah? So in terms of a ministry career, I guess I was doing okay. Yeah? Go through Bible school, do all my little things, and start to climb up that ministry ladder. When it came to 2011 or 2012 at that point in time, I experienced a very funny sensation. It was a frustration I couldn't shake off. It was weird. And even as I say this, I think some of you can identify with that. You're doing everything a Christian should be doing. You're doing all the ministries. You're being as faithful as you can. You're putting the hours. You're sacrificing a lot. And you're serving the Lord, and you should be the most joyful person on planet Earth. But you're not. It's a funny phenomenon. Anyone can identify? Right? There's this frustration that you, you know that actually there's something, there's a lot more, but you have, you, you have not even touched that yet. It's weird. All right? It's so weird. Today, when I look back, we can use a more spiritual sounding term called holy discontent. A holy discontent. And if you're experiencing that this morning, can I say, don't fret, okay? You're in a good place. You're really in a good place. Because if it's a holy discontent, what it does is that it pushes you back to the Lord. Anything that pushes you back to the Lord is a good thing. Is a good thing. Get back to Him and ask Him, Lord, am I where you want me to be? Am I doing what you want me to be, to be doing? Because that's all that matters. It's not us running around like chickens without head. We shouldn't be doing that, right? We, all we want to be is to be faithful unto the Lord. And that was what I did in 2011 and 2012. Was I went back, I prayed a lot more, I fasted in times because I'm like checking myself, Lord, is there sin? Did I miss something? You know, am I faithful? If I am, then why am I experiencing this? I was getting deeper into the Word, getting into His presence and said, I'm not going to let go of you until, until you tell me clearly. When it came to the end of September 2013, the Lord gave a very... Um, simple instruction. In fact, after that, it was clearer in the early part of October 2013. A very simple instruction. And he gave that through my wife. The Lord was very wise. My wife came in one day. He said, the Lord says that we are, it's time. We need to cross over. It's time to come out. And that was really you know, funny, right? For my wife to just come in there one morning and just tell me that. 
But there was a witness in my spirit. And I said, thank you, dear. Thank you for saying that. But I need to hear it for myself. And it was so quick that the Lord confirmed that instruction, drop everything, come out. You know that verse in Joshua chapter 3, verse 4, where you're going, you have not been before. Exciting, right? Totally scary, I can tell you this. But it was so clear, that instruction, that within that next three days, I was in my senior pastor's office. I had to break this bad news to him to say that the Lord has said, drop everything, come out. Now remember, I was deputy senior pastor, which that means if I don't mess up, one day I might be senior pastor. And that was the succession plan. But God is in the business of sometimes, you know, messing a little things up for His greater purpose. The pastor blessed me, asked me a few questions. I had no answer for him. One of the biggest questions were, was, if the Lord has asked you to step out, what has He asked you to do? Sheepishly, I smiled at him and I said, I don't know, pastor. <laughs> and he said, how can? You said the Lord called you out. I said, I know, Pastor, but you, we, you and I have also preached, right? Sometimes when God gives you an instruction, He doesn't tell you everything until you obey that first step. Anyone want to say amen? <laughs> so you agree with me and say, okay, let's process this together. I got out of the office, went back home, and I got on my knees and I prayed a lot harder. I said, Lord, I've already given my resignation, as it were, my notice, but I still don't know what to do. Lord, if I heard clearly, whack me on my head so that I can go back on my knees and crawl with my tail between my legs and say, Pastor, please give me back my office and my, 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 my position. Two weeks ago by, nothing else, didn't hear anything. And what I did was I, I went back to a passage that was um, very significant for me 10 years prior. And that passage was in Jeremiah. And here's a side note. In case you are anxious or you're not clear about what's up ahead, always learn to look back. Because when you look back, you can see the Lord's faithfulness and how clear He has been. And that encourages you for what may be unclear going forward. So that morning, that was what I did. I went back to Jeremiah. That was very important for me 10 years before when I left my advertising business. And I read that first chapter. And when I came to verse 11 and 12, these are the words here. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And Jeremiah said, I see an almond branch. And the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. Entirely, superly encouraging for someone like Jeremiah. Young guy, called to be a prophet. And the Lord says, I am watching over my word. Every time you declare something, I'm going to watch over it and it will come to pass. Praise the Lord. I said, thank you, Lord, for encouraging me because I think what you're saying to me is whatever I'm going to ask you to do, you just be faithful and I am the one that will bring it to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. One big problem. I still don't know what to do. Okay. Have you been through times like this? Right? Where the Lord just sort of drags out that process for you to come to a point of surrender and desperation to say, Lord, if you don't come through, I am done. Okay, Lord, if you don't answer, I'm dead. I'm looking at this verse again and I say, okay, fine, Lord, if you're not going to say anything to me, then okay, let me study this as a good Bible student. Why this almond branch? And why when he sees an almond branch, you say, I'm watching over my word to perform it? Are you ready for some Bible study? The two words there highlighted for you, almond, as well as to watch. 
comes from a similar root in the Hebrew, which simply just means to awake, to be alert, to be stirred. That's all it is. And why is it translated even to a word watch? Because simply, you can't watch with your eyes closed. And as I looked at this almond branch, the word almond comes from that root word, why is that so? Do a little bit of research, and you'll find that this almond tree has a nickname. It's called the awake tree. In English, we can't find, you know, it doesn't make sense to us. Almond and awake doesn't sound the same. But in the Hebrew, it's very, very clear to them. Now, why is it called the awake tree? Because this is the very first tree that will blossom when it comes to the end of winter. Sometime in January to the early February, when all the other trees in the winter would still be bare, this almond tree will be the first tree that would wake up. That's why it's called the awake tree. And that's why it's translated from that same word. Now, when I made this discovery, that's when the Lord spoke clearly. He says, son, I'm about to do another awakening. We need to wake the people up. I'm about to do another awakening, and this is where I want you to be a part of this. I found myself agreeing very quickly. I said, Lord, yes, agree with you. Your people sometimes need a bit of encouragement to wake up. Who wants to say amen? amen. You agree, right? Don't look at your neighbor, okay? <laughs> and I said, Lord, I agree, but you've got to give me something more than this. I said, because to wake them up is not actually the problem, you know. To keep them awake, that's a jealous one. <laughs> You're resonating with this. I've been to camps, I've spoken at retreats, I've done seminars, I've done conferences. Lord, waking them, your people up is not the problem. Because when the word is declared, the spirit will wake the people up. Amen. They'll come up to the altar, we'll pray for them, they'll cry, they'll do some time on the carpet. But when they get back to the normal, when they get back to church, when they get back to the same grind, they don't know, if they don't know what they're being awakened to, the chances are they're going to fall back asleep again. And we see that over and over and over again. I said, Lord, you've got to give me more than just this one word awakening. Now, when the Lord says the church is asleep, please, at every local church that I go to, he's not talking about Maranatha Assembly, okay? I'm not being specific to you. But you know the church means the body of Christ. And when he has given me this message, everywhere I go, I want to be faithful to share it with the church. Amen? Okay? Now, he doesn't tell me what it is. So, again, I wait and I pray and I continue to read the word. It will be two weeks later again on the 27th of October, 2013. And there I am sitting in a kopitiam, having my nice eggs and kopio, open up the Bible, the book of Colossians, and the Lord told me that year was to just read Colossians as much as I could. Whenever I had nothing else to do, I read. That's what I did that day, I read. Four chapters only. I went through, and when I came to the second last verse, that's when the Lord spoke. The second last verse, Colossians chapter 4, verse 17, this is what it says. And say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord that you may fulfill it. Don't ask me how, okay? But when the Lord speaks, uh, in an instant, you get the answer. In a moment, at the, in the, on that day, that morning, it was so clear to me. When I look at this verse, I knew who I had to wake up. It's this guy called Archippus. 
And when you want to wake this person up, you don't just say, wake up. I know what to say to him when I try to shake this guy awake. Anyone here got teenage children? Any teenagers down here? <laughs> you know how hard it is to wake a child up when they have nothing else to look to or nothing to do? It's very difficult, right? I've tried that so many times with my kids. You wake, you, you wake them up, you walk out, half an hour later, go back, they're still asleep. But if you wake them up and you tell them there's something on, they'll be up. And so it's the same with this. I know what to say to this person when I go to awake this person. Let's unpack this a little bit. So when the Lord says, take heed in some translations, it says, see to it which means it's very, very important. Pay attention to this. This is urgent. This is critical, guys. You don't want to miss this. In other words, my dear occupants, if I'm waking you up, I'm trying to tell you, God is trying to get your attention. See to it. Don't miss this. Take heed to the ministry. Now, the word ministry, the Lord again now is trying to tell us, what did you understand by ministry? Oftentimes in the church, we formalize the word, this one word called ministry. What do you do in the church? Oh, you know, I'm in the choir ministry, I'm in the worship ministry, I'm in the prayer ministry. And we have narrowed it so much that we have missed the whole understanding of what ministry is. And the Lord is wanting to awaken His people to say, will you pay attention to the assignment, to the work, to the one task, that one thing that I want you to be doing, which you have received from me, which you have received in the Lord. A kingdom assignment is something that we receive from the King Himself. And that's why it's so important. And this message is really to get out there, to tell each and every one down here, will you pay attention to this? Do you want to fulfill that which you have received in the Lord and from the Lord? I believe in your heart you're going to say yes, right? You want to fulfill anything and everything that you have received from the Lord. The question is, do you know what this assignment is? Do you know what the Lord has asked you to do? And we find that so many want to fulfill something that they don't know what they need to fulfill. And the Lord is saying, awaken them to this. Let them understand that this is a critical juncture in the history of time and of the church that we need to awaken as many as possible. And so this one message is clear. We need to awaken Archippus. And I need to tell them, this is what the Lord is saying. Now you may be wondering who is Archippus, right? Archippus is a symbolic name, right? It's just to everyone down here, to me, you are that Archippus. If you are that guy, Archippus lah. Ladies, I can call you Archipets, can? Uh, children's ministry, I'll go Archiplings, you know? It doesn't really matter to me, you know? I, I just have one thing to say to you, that's it. You know, if you have coffee with me after this, and that's not a hint, <laughs> I will be asking you, do you know what the Lord has asked you to do? If you say no, I want to help you. Or I'll ask you, go and talk to your leaders so that they can help you. Oh, you mean just to be an usher in the church? Well, that's a nice start. But that's not the only thing. Oh, you mean just to sing on a Sunday morning? Oh, that's wonderful. Praise the Lord for that. But that's not the only thing. There are assignments that He has for us. And most of the time, it may be outside of the church walls. Do you agree? But the church is very asleep where that's concerned. And the Lord is saying, wake the people up. Wake the people up. And so since that morning, it was so clear for me that the ministry name will be called Archippus Awakening. Why? Because we are here to awaken Archippus. 
Very simply, we are dedicated to the awakening of the saints, the body of Christ, that we may know and fulfill our God-given kingdom assignments. This is the one message that I've been declaring as faithfully as I can for the last 10 years. We have done this for 10 years, right? And I can tell you it gets tiring. Sometimes I get bored with myself for saying the same thing. But you see, an assignment is an assignment is an assignment, right? You just keep going and you just keep doing. And I'm asking a lot, is this still appropriate? And he keeps quiet, which means no change of instruction, keep shouting. And I do this wherever I go, that one message to help as many as possible. And perhaps this morning, the Lord might be stirring your heart. He might be awakening you to this understanding. Say, oh, but, but I attend church every Sunday. I'm not talking about that. To attend church is not the assignment. Do you agree? Oh, but I attend Bible study. Wonderful, please do. But to attend Bible study is not the assignment. You follow? It's to discover what God has for each of us. Then we'll be able to move forward to do what He has prepared for each of us. And that's that one message. Let me move quickly because I've got still a few points, right? This one message is an end time message. It's an 11th hour message. When we first started this um, whole thought about Archippus' awakening, things were very different 10 years ago. Along the way, we have seen, um, what's this crazy group called? ISIS. <laughs> ISIS has gone, have you forgotten about ISIS already? But now you remember Hamas? Right? Things are happening. These are all signs of the times. And these are all reminders for us. We've got a great big COVID-19 uh, pandemic. If we've forgotten about that, Something is missing again. And the Lord showed us clearly that this is an 11th hour message that we cannot waste time anymore. We must get out of just doing church. We have to be the church. And I know you have heard that before. Okay? So two verses. Very quickly, I've shared one verse with you where you find this name, Archippus. How many of you have never heard of Archippus until this morning? Just two, huh? The rest, wow, the rest, no. Okay, or oh, the rest are just too shy. Okay, do you know that he's only mentioned twice in the Bible? Once you find him in Colossians 4.17, and the second time in an even more obscure verse in Philemon 2. And there he's just mentioned, by the way, Paul says hi to this person, hi to that person, and he says, okay, say hi to Archippus, and he calls him by this, this one term, our fellow soldier. And simply in these two verses, the Lord showed that, number one, we have to awaken the saints to know and fulfill kingdom assignments. But number two, we have also to awaken the saints to understand that they are soldiers. Do you know that you are already soldiers in the Lord's army? I think we say yes, right? But do we function as soldiers? Are we moving as soldiers? Are we training as soldiers? Are we serious as soldiers? Do we realize that the spiritual battle has intensified and is also getting crazier all around us? all around us. And we need soldiers all over the place. Not just to sing about it, but really to be as committed and as serious to be soldiers. So these are just the two verses. A lot more can be spoken about this, but this morning doesn't allow me the time. There are three words that are important in Archippus' awakening. When we first started this, I had only two words. And my first word was to awaken the people, and the second word is hope that they get aligned. Right? Uh, no, a sign, I'm sorry, yeah? they assign. But you see, I'm so used to the second word right now that I automatically declare that to you. Then the Lord showed that these are the three words that are most critical for us to remember this. 
that we are to be awakened, that we can be aligned, that we will be assigned. The issue for many people is they're awakened and then they quickly jump in to do something without getting themselves aligned with the Lord first. And we have a lot of trouble, a lot of challenges in the body of Christ because we are dealing with so many misalignments in each of our hearts and each of our spiritual walks. And so what we do in our Keeper's Awakening is to first awaken the people, then they are willing to realize their misalignments, check their alignments, and out of the aligning, God becomes very clear in the assigning. Now, we're not saying that we all must be 100% aligned before we can be assigned. If you want to wait for that, uh, Jesus, come back already. Because that's not possible, right? We're all on a journey. But we must get aligned with His heart. We must get aligned with the things of the kingdom. We must get aligned with what He wants to be doing. And after that, the assigning becomes very, very clear. I'm, you know what's the most frequently asked questions amongst Christians? What's my calling? What's my destiny? What does God want me to do? Can I tell you this morning, don't worry so much about that, Ken. Why don't you align with the heart of God? The moment you align, the assignment comes very clear, very fast. Right? Our problem is that we want to just do something and feel a little bit more important. Line up with the Lord and you'll find that the assigning becomes quite natural. And so we call this the Archippian Strategic Process. Sounds very impressive, right? Yeah? <laughs> it's just big words. But it's very helpful for the person that even this morning here, you can take these three words back and you ask yourself, are you awake? And if you are, then are you aligned? Because if you are awake and aligned, what's the next one? You have to be assigned. But if you tell me I'm awake and I'm very aligned, but you're not assigned, then you've got to go back and check again. Are you really awake? And are you really aligned? Does it make sense? Right? And it can be a very painful thing to discover. Wow, Jalad, you know, actually I'm not so awake, you know. I think I am, but actually I'm not, you know. Oh, I'm aligned, maybe to a lot of church practices, but to the kingdom of God, perhaps I'm not. How can we not be awake and, you know, uh, how can we be awake and be aligned and not be assigned? Does it make sense? But I agree we're all still on the journey, so let's walk with one another, Okay? And so these are the three words to perhaps even challenge you. This becomes our battle cry where we declare prophetically over every, every church in Singapore as well as even in the nations. Oh, I'm running very fast, I know. I hope you're catching this. One, one message, did you get it? You get the one message, right? And the one message is for each and every one of you, okay? You need to, are you awake? You know, I want you to know and I want you to fulfill your kingdom assignments. What are the two verses? Bible memory time, children's ministry. Colossians 4.17 and Philemon 2. Okay? The three words, can you say with me? Awaken, aligned, assigned. Very good. Thank you. I'll test you again later. Now, these four traits I told you, right? This is now personal. People ask me, nice, Hanson, I agree with you, but what does it look like? What does it look like for someone to be awakened, aligned, and a sign. How do I know if I'm awakened, aligned, and a sign? I said, okay, great question. Went back to the Lord again, prayed about it, looked at the character of Archippus in the Bible, studied a little bit more. And these four things I'm going to give to you. And as I go through these four, promise me, don't fall asleep, huh? because this is about awakening, cannot fall asleep. 
you need to evaluate yourself. Can do? Okay, evaluate. Just these four things, very simple. And they all begin with double A's because we are an A-rated ministry. Thank you, Lord. The first is, Archippus, if you know him, he's almost anonymous. Wherever I go, there will be at least a greater proportion who have never heard of Archippus until that day. And that's cool. He's this nobody. <laughs> he's this obscure guy. He's almost anonymous, and yet in the Bible, he's mentioned. He's mentioned by name, singled out by Paul. Can you imagine if someone writes a letter to Maranatha Assembly, and at the end of the letter to Pastor Elvin, let's say, huh, all the way to the end, he singles out your name and says, can you please say to this, boy, uh, this guy, he singles you out. You're just one of the members, but Paul singles out Archippus. He's almost anonymous, and yet he's mentioned by name. And I know this is like a, a totally uh, a contradictory, because anonymous means no name, and yet he's mentioned by name. If you can understand what the Lord is showing us here, is that we are very much like this guy called Archippus, even in the body of Christ. There are many of us who are nameless. True? We're just quietly just serving or just quietly just coming and for whatever reason, no one knows us. When you go into different congregations, sometimes it's actually quite sad. That church should be a place of fellowship and of warmth, but people feel the loneliest in the church because they feel like a nobody. They feel so unimportant. And yet, we have this promise that people may not know us, the world may not know us, but God knows each of us by name. Everyone. Amen to this? And think about this. If you are known by the Lord, do you think He would have prepared something for you to do? Yes, right? In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 10, we are told we are not saved by works, entirely by grace only, but we are saved for good works that the Lord has prepared for us beforehand in Christ Jesus, that we should walk in them. Are you walking in the works that God has already prepared for you? See, this first trait or this value statement is about identity. And in, in the church, I know we preach a lot about identity, but so many of you here still struggle with identity. And if you don't understand who you really are in Christ and who you are to the Lord because of Jesus Christ, you will be misaligned to the understanding of identity. And you will not be able to discover kingdom assignments even if someone tells it to you straight in your face. You know why? Because you're going to answer this way. Who am I? <laughs> I can't. Nah. I'm not good enough. I'm not anointed. I'm not called. I'm not talented. I'm not smart. I'm not pretty. I'm not rich. Am I echoing some of your statements in your hearts? How many of you have actually said that to someone before? Or you have at least thought that? I know some hands want to go up, right? Because all of us think that. And the truth is, we can't do the assignments in and of ourselves. We can only do it because of who we are in Christ. Amen. And you need to be awakened to this identity in Christ. And not only awakened, no point just come up here and sing the song, I am chosen, not forsaken, you know. I, who I know who I am and who are, who are, who are. We sing that every week. 
But if you don't line up with who you are in Christ, when the assignment comes, you will still say, I cannot. Here I am, Lord, send him. This is what's happening in the body of Christ. And Lord says, wake them up to this understanding and help them align to who they have been redeemed and bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. We are only who we are. We are only here because of Jesus. Amen. And I'm happy to be a nobody. I don't need to be a somebody. Do you know, I confess to you, nobody easier, right? It's the problem is when we become somebody. We are happy as archipuses. If you are awake and align at a sign, we are happy to be nobodies because Jesus must get all the glory. He has to. So the awakening for a certain group is that you have to step into who you are in Christ so that you can move in the assignment. For the other people, another group will be, get off yourself. You think you're God's gift to the church and you, you know, sometimes we think too highly and too much of ourselves. Why don't you be this nobody called Archippus and just move so that Jesus gets all the glory. Hallelujah. The Lord showed that uh, 10 years ago very clearly as I was praying about this name of this nobody called Archippus. And he spoke so clearly, the days of spiritual superstars are over. I'm raising my army from the ground up. Do you know what this means? For those who have been longer in the church and understand this, for the last maybe a century or what, the Lord has used and raised many mighty generals of the Lord. Praise the Lord for that. Big ones. Stars. You know, big, big guys. Big guys. Huh? Okay? And we praise the Lord for so many of these. They have brought so many into the kingdom of God. But what has happened is that many of these have been put on a pedestal to think that this is the man of God, this is the woman of God, and then 10,000 will sit down there and listen and say, praise the Lord, and do nothing after that. Probably unintentional, but this is what has been done. Now, we don't say that we worship this person, but you see, but the higher up we put this person on the pedestal, unconsciously what happens is that we put ourselves down and start to think, these are the anointed ones, these are the called ones, these are the spiritual ones. Mia, <laughs> no lah. It's more than that. We're in a different season, guys. And you can have all the generals, praise the Lord, for all the leaders and all the elders and all the pastors who have been called to a certain position, but we are all archipuses. And God is saying, you can have all these up in that position, but if the army does not wake up, if the army does not stand up, we still cannot take the ground. Follow me? And the battle has intensified so much. It is so crazy. What is breaking our hearts these days is that the numbers of suicide is going up. Families are breaking down. And what's sadder is these are Christian statistics. We just don't talk about it. <laughs> See, the times are very, very urgent and we need everyone to get up. Okay? So the very first thing is identity. If you keep telling yourself, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, I nobody, I nobody, then don't need to talk about assignments anymore. Okay? That first one. How do you fare? <laughs> need some awakening there? Need some aligning? <laughs> the second trait is, for someone who is 
to be awakened, aligned, as well as to be assigned. Archippus, let me call you Archippus just symbolically, okay? You will be aware, but you cannot remain apathetic. Do you understand what I mean? Let's talk about awareness. Awareness means to know something, right? Awareness means to have your eyes open to see a certain situation, maybe to understand it, uh, something that you have not seen before. Uh, you know, Singapore, we are super blessed. Very, very blessed. Huh? Uh, we have Bible studies everywhere, seminars everywhere, conferences everywhere. And we have so much teaching. We are very aware of the Word of God. But what are we doing with it? You get the idea? We're so aware of the Word of the Kingdom, right? We study and study and study, go through this book, go through that book, go through this book, go through that book. But if we are aware, if we are awakened by the Word of God, are we aligned with the heart of God? Let me say that again. Eh? If we are awakened by the Word of God, and I believe when the Word is preached, there's an awakening that's happening even right now. But to know it is one thing. To line up with what the Word says is totally another thing. We line up with the heart of God. Listen, if we are awakened by the Word of God and we are lined up with the Word of God, will we not be assigned with the purposes of God? Can you see that natural progression? But we are stuck somewhere, you see. We've got a lot of the, uh, um, keyboard theologians, you realize, on Facebook and Instagram. Fight with people, argue with people on the internet, right? Get out there and fight the battle. That's where it is. Right? So if we're aware, but our hearts remain cold, then we have apathy. And apathy is the total opposite of loving people. Apathy means I don't care. Apathy means it doesn't bother me. Apathy just means I'm going to concern only about myself. And the church of Jesus Christ, let me say as gently and lovingly as possible, we have been indicted for being selfish and inward. And the Lord says, let's change this. Amen? Let's cha change this. But we've got to get awakened. We've got to get aligned with what He wants to be doing. Then we can see the assignments all over the place. And then you struggle. Cannot lah, can't be me lah. You see, can you see the identity issue? And then there will flow even to a responsibility issue. The Word of God as we read, it should stir us. Our hearts should be aching as the heart of God for His people and for the lost. And then you start to see, man, I have a responsibility. Here I am, Lord. Why don't you talk to me now? What do you want me to do? See, the awakening leads to an aligning. The aligning leads to an assigning. But the responsibility that we receive is born out of the identity of who we are as people of the kingdom. Cannot be apathetic. Lah. Amen, friends? Right? The local term is this. If apathetic is too big a word, local term is this. up. Right? We're only concerned about ourselves. What? Retirement plan, uh, when to upgrade to the next uh, <laughs> larger property, uh, you know, what's this and everything. Sometimes when you sit in a cell group, you listen, these are the concerns, not the kingdom of God. We need an awakening. <laughs> we need an aligning so that we can be assigned. This second trait is also about, oops, okay, let me, okay, let me, ah, about this, where, again, I talk about the signs of the times. The days are urgent. And we have a whole teaching on this one because Jesus says that we are to be ready for His coming. What does that mean? 
How do we be ready for His coming? Impeccable church attendance, attend cell group every, every week. <laughs> Actually, I tell you, that makes you even more... <laughs> we, we know so much and we learn so much. And if we think that's the only thing, we are missing a big thing. We're not really ready for His coming in that sense. Okay? So I got to be that guy... As the Lord has given this message, just go down there and chochola, huh? just to stir, stir a little bit. They say, guys, guys, if we are awakened and we are aligned, surely there's an assigning for all of us. Okay. Now, the third trait is this. If you want to be awakened, aligned, as well as assigned, then we learn how to discern between assignments and activities. These two words. They sound the same, but they are not. <laughs> okay? And let me qualify, we need to learn how to discern between a kingdom assignment and a Christian activity. Does it help you better? You know what's a Christian activity? Just Christian, uh, come together as an activity, right? Let's have barbecue at someone's cell group house, you know? Go down there, oh, let's celebrate a few birthdays. Nice, great, Christian activities. Let's visit the old folks' home. Nice, we go down there, sing a few songs, and then we'll come back. Great activities. But just because you are engaged in an activity doesn't mean that you actually know and fulfill your assignment. Two different things. We are struggling in this society, as well as in many places, we are struggling with this whole problem of busyness. Busyness. I think Singapore struggles a lot more. Okay? If I ask you, how are you? Your answer will be busy. Lah. Right? It's not even a fine thank you. Huh? How are you busy? Huh? I met so many pastors, uh, not Pastor Elvin, okay? Pastor Elvin just now said hello to me, we got to know one another. But sometimes I meet a pastor, hey, pastor, how are you? Busy, huh? Everybody is busy. And don't you think, don't think that only the adults are busy, yeah? You talk to your 14-year-old daughter, are you busy or not? Very busy, huh? From the young to the old, everybody is busy. Now, there's nothing wrong with being busy. My question is, do you know what you're busy with? And usually when we ask this next question, they say, I also don't know what I'm busy about. We're just pulled from here, pulled from there, pulled from here, the tyranny of the urgent. Everything is wanted yesterday. That's a Singapore thing, by the way. We're busy in church. We're busy in family. We're busy in work. We're always busy. Now, if we're always busy, how do we hear from the Lord? Oh, but I'm serving, I'm serving, I'm serving. Maybe that's not what the Lord wants you to do. Maybe the Lord is trying to tell you, you need to wake up, get aligned, so that you can do what you need to do. So many churches, many Christians, were involved in a lot of things. Now again, I'm not saying don't be involved in a Christian activity. Many of us start with that. But if we would use that to align, the Lord actually shows us the clarity of the kingdom assignment. Amen to this? Okay, so out of identity flows responsibility, but our responsibility must flow priority because you cannot do everything. And I know some of you are saying in your heart, but if I don't do, no one do, eh? Right, I'm just trying to fill in the gap. I'm trying to be the best I can. Praise the Lord. Thank God for you. So I'm telling the rest, must wake up, must align and get a sign, right? So that all of us can be doing something that we don't tax those who are burning out. And this is happening in so many congregations as I move across the churches. We are busy with so many things. But are we really fruitful? Because things haven't changed very much, by the way. Okay? 
Now, let me come to this last point. My time is almost up. If you live the three traits out well, this number four one becomes operational. Your Christian walk will be anything but aimless. This is the, this, that's a double negative. Huh? It just means that you will be aimful. You will be aimful. Amen? What is the biggest problem in today's life for the young adults? They have no sense of purpose. We've got so much information, we've got so many things happening out there, but we have no purpose. Christians on this side of eternity should be the most purposeful people because we have the kingdom of God. When you have no purpose and we have no aim, what do you do? You fill your life with a thousand and one things so that you feel important. God doesn't want us to have that. We are struggling with this, church. Counseling issues are exploding. We don't have enough counsellors to counsel those who are having challenges and depression and you know, aimlessness and so on. Amen? Right? Why? Because the pace of the world is just super fast. And you know the kingdom of God runs counter to how the world is moving. So if you want to understand an archipus understanding of awaken the line of sign, then you must understand this word called accountability. At the end, when we meet with the Lord, I believe one of the questions He will be asking me and you is, have you done what I've asked you to do? Is that true? Okay? And I cannot give Him my entire church attendance record. Huh? That makes me even more accountable, like I said just now. If you have done your Bible study, have read through the Bible 20 times, but still don't know your assignment, we need awakening. <laughs> we need aligning. Okay? If you have attended all the programs and all the conferences and you have all the name tags hanging on your wall, but still don't know your assignment, we need awakening because we are even more accountable. And the Lord is saying, my people are not ready to meet with me because when they stand before me, they don't know what to say. <laughs> I know this is a hard word for our Sunday morning, some more Christmas season. But I need to say what I need to say. This is my assignment. I need to remain accountable to the Lord. Amen? And so the four words. How did you fare, my friends? Right? Do you know who you are? Are you aligned with who you are in Christ? Are you moving on what the Christ has for you? That's responsibility. You cannot do everything. Don't burn out, guys. We need you. That's why you need to prioritize. One of the reasons the church is not going deep is because we are so wide. That's what Emman Chan tells us, right? One, we, are, we are miles wide, but we're only one inch deep. Why? Because you have no time to invest. You have no time to get in. Let me step in one last thing here for you. We know that we have to disciple. But the church generally is struggling with discipleship, although we have so many conferences and so many seminars. I'll tell you why. Discipleship requires time. No, discipleship is about relationship, but relationship requires time, and we have no time. And that's why these four things, and finally, after priority, accountability. Let me ask my worship team to come and support me here. One, two, three, four. Can you remember? Can you remember or not? Say yes, huh? otherwise I'm going to repeat now. One, message. Please wake up. Please know what the Lord has for you to do. Go and do it. Two, verses. Colossians 4.17. 
filament two. Three words. Together, everyone with me? Awaken, align, assign. And these four words, the four traits, are you living like that? If not, look for someone who's living at least something like that and go and learn from him or her. Is that good? <laughs> Still not sure? Come and talk to Pastor Alvin. Still not sure? You can talk to me later. Still not sure? Got books to buy. That was a sales pitch, by the way. <laughs> okay. So thank you for this opportunity, Pastor, for me to share this with Maranatha Assembly. I pray that it blesses all of you, our keepers. I'm going to close with this and we're going to sing a song and we're going to pray. Say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord that you may fulfill it. I know that's your desire. Let's help one another achieve that together. Let's pray. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm going to talk to you, Archippus. <laughs> and if you are that Archippus that the Lord is speaking to or has spoken to this morning, how many of you want to know and fulfill your kingdom assignment? Just quickly from where you are, just raise your hands. I'm not into altar calls these days. Yeah, you understand? Uh, you, can, you can offer your lives from where you are. If you want to live awakened, aligned, and assigned, maybe just raise your hand. Because for some people, even just a raising of hand can be a huge, huge challenge. That's an act of faith, even just to have that hand uh, stick out from everywhere. I want to see your hand because that's your physical gesture of a posture of your heart that says to the Lord, Lord, help me, Lord. Help me. Help me. And it's also an indication for me to be praying for each of you. So just keep your hand up there. I'm going to pray right now very quickly. Lord, you see these hands, Lord. I want to pray for Archippus. I want to pray for Colossians 4.17 upon each and every one of them. I pray, O oh Lord, that they will pay attention, O oh Lord. I pray that there will be a, a new hunger, a new desire to not miss anything that you have prepared for them beforehand. Lord, I want to thank you, Lord, that their hearts are open to hear from you. Their hearts are ready to align with you. Their hearts are ready even to address any portion that they may have been missing even in their spiritual walk, O oh Lord. I pray for these, that they will see to it that they will finish this ministry. They will understand what it is that they have received this from you. I pray this point for them, Lord. Not from anyone. Not that someone places this on your shoulder. Let me say this. That some of you have carried a burden of obligation. Today, I want to release you from this. I want you to serve not out of obligation. I desire that you serve out of obedience to the Lord. I'm not saying be rebellious. Don't hear wrongly. I want you to hear what Jesus says because He is the King. At the end of the day, you're going to stand before Him and you say, Lord, this is what you gave me to do. I have done it. I've not done it perfectly. But by your grace, I stand confident before you. Amen. And so, Lord, I pray, release the burden of obligation. But I pray, Lord, bring a spirit of obedience upon your people. Hallelujah, Lord. They will hear the Holy Spirit. They will hear clearly the assignment that they will receive. I pray even for leaders that would have kingdom hearts to learn how to guide the sheep here. It's not about a local church. It's about the body of Christ. They will work together. And so Lord, today as you will release and you will show and bring people along that they will know so that they can fulfill. I pray for this assembly here, Lord. I thank you for this contingent, this platoon or this company of soldiers, fellow soldiers that will be serious for the kingdom of God and that each will live each day awakened, 
aligned and assigned. Bless them, Lord. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. We want to sing the chorus as we close. Amen. Amen.